Hi, this is Eugene Jarvis, and welcome to Video Game Bullshit! This is Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I'm an author of multiple gaming books, including collector's guides for both the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I'm a huge fan of action RPGs like The Legend of Zelda and obscure systems like the Neo Geo and TurboGrafx-16. And we've got God. Hey, hey. I'm big into uh, no-death runs, high-score runs, uh, collector of all things, vintage and retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. I also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Rambo 3. Stallone. What the hell is going on? Who is this? Yeah, this was one of the few um, above-average Rambo games. I would say with, like, this game, and then there's a Rambo on the Commodore 64 that I played as a kid. Those are, like, the, the two that are just, like, knocking it out of the park. And if you never played the Commodore one, then this is by far, like, an amazing experience. Yeah, and the Commodore one was on a bunch of other, you know, similar systems. Oh, yeah. First Blood Part 2, that was the same version. And then there's the NES, just the Rambo. It has the cover of First Blood Part 2. <laughs> and the story is First Blood Part 2, because you meet that girl. Oh, yeah. Then there's the Sega Master System ones. <laughs> Those aren't bad, though. The The First Blood Part 2, it's kind of like a Commando, Akari Warriors, it's decent. And then there's Rambo 3, but it's more like a Operation Wolf. Yeah. But the difficulty is not that bad. Um, it's definitely beatable, and um, it's well-programmed. Well, and what's cool about the Master System one is it actually supports the light phaser, the gun. Yeah, so, so you yeah. can like shoot around and like, <laughs> like it's basically a port of Operation Wolf almost, which is really fucking cool. I mean, like, don't get me wrong; it's not overly stellar, but it's it's decent. It's a decent game, and you can beat it. Yeah, um, in I don't know twenty thirty minutes probably. Oh yeah, but then you get to the the Rambo three and the Sega Genesis Mega Drive, which is what the bullshit homework is about. So this was one that my dad spotted at box office because he always he's a Rambo fan film wise. Yeah, he would always buy me a movie that he wanted to watch. <laughs> he actually got me Rambo three for my birthday. I think it was my tenth birthday or something. For my ninth birthday, I got RoboCop. <laughs> memories with pops. <laughs> yeah, those are like the good memories with pops. You know, like the classic times that you'll always have. You know. But, uh, yeah, so we rented Rambo for the NES first, and that was kind of, you know, a letdown. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the first time that he realized that games aren't all they're cracked up to be because yeah. he had, like, high standards. He, he thought it was going to be awesome, you know? He didn't realize that they could actually, like, give you something lackluster, and that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, like, the dark side of gaming, right? <laughs> the dark side of gaming. And I think that was in, like, a, a mom-and-pop rental store that we got that one, but later on when I got the Genesis, we would rent um, Rambo 3, and then that takes us to the game. And he was impressed with this one, though. Yeah. And, I mean, this game is badass because, you know, it's the whole top-down running around, kind of guerrilla war style, but, like, each one of the missions is a little different, which is what's really fucking cool. Yeah, the enhanced graphics kind of, it reminds me more of, like, Bloody Wolf for TurboGrafx-16. Hell yeah. Exactly. And then, with Metal Gear, though, too, because you can, you have the knife and you can do, like, the stealth kills. Oh, yeah, like, doing the stealth kills is is fun as shit, and then, like... You also, like, kill all the enemies where you're, like, knocking them off the fucking towers, and then you, like, basically, I use, like, the time bombs, and then you get more timed bombs from them, and (laughs) it's, like, never-ending madness. It's fucking super cool. Yeah, when you use your weapons to to take out guys, you generally are rewarded um, in kind with more weapons, and it's kind of, yeah, like a snowball effect. The thing with the knife... It's short range, so there's definitely more risk. Um, so you basically have a machine gun, a knife, uh, an explosive bow and arrow, and then the time bombs Jeff was talking about. Now with the knife, the thing is, it's close quarter, um, so it's more risky, but when you take out the guys, they give you power-ups. And, and what I love about how they did the machine gun is they did it like perfectly. So like while you're running, it does that straightforward like single-shot Contra style, but when you stop, it does like a little spread or it does like a little wave. And so it's really cool that it rewards you for not just like running ahead, but more strategically going about killing enemies. And the thing with the machine gun strategy... Basically, if you tap the machine gun button, you'll shoot in a straight line when you're standing still. But if you hold down the button, you'll do more of like a spread shot wave. Mm-hmm. So you can actually do both still. So the, the strategy gets even more in depth where you can still shoot straight if you're standing still. Yep. You just have to tap the machine gun button. So that's the thing. In the option screen, you can change all the buttons around. Correct. So it's whatever you prefer. So one button is for the machine gun, one button for special weapon select, and then one button for special weapon use. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing with the knife, though, is, for example, in the very first level, which we'll get to more in depth, but there's these trucks that the guys jump out of, and if you mm-hmm. just sit there, they jump out one by one. And if you just sit there with the knife and stab them as they jump out, they're sitting ducks. And it's free power-ups that you can get. And here's the thing. Not only can you get ammo power-ups, which bombs and arrows generally, you can also get extra lives. Correct. Exactly. That's how I was bulking up my life count so I can get through the game. So that's where it gets sick because when you get super good and you can kind of abuse the system, you know waiting for the guys to jump out of the truck and just killing them, you can rack up. Now, the explosive bow and arrow um, is really cool, too, and you charge it up. So you Mm -hmm. have to hold down the button, and, like, your icon shows the charge. 
there's like a red meter on the icon, and then you can release it. Yeah, there's a, a little meter, and you when you release it at full power, it does maximum damage. And the the time bombs they count down from five. You like place them wherever you want, but really it's like two seconds. Yeah, it's not like five seconds. No, it's it's really fast, and that's the other thing. So like after the missions. You have the giant boss fights where you're like Rambo, like does his little headband, like, and then like you do your yes. you're fighting like a giant ass boss, and the crossbow still takes the same amount of time to fucking charge. And if you're good at shooting those things, you can kill every like boss fast as fuck. And it's really cool. And when you're when you're starting out, what I would recommend is yeah for the first person shooter type the tank and the helicopter bosses um i generally hide behind something then right when they shoot that's when i move out move out charge and dead <laughs> yeah because once they've shot now they have to charge essentially yeah so you both have that same detriment where you can't just shoot 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 now once they've already shot in that certain direction they'll be left wide open and the key is is that it, in the first couple levels, they won't hit you. But after that, they will, like, immediately hit you. They start to get tougher as it goes, yeah. Yep. And um, there is a difficulty scale that you can change. Mm-hmm. The difficulties are easy, normal, hard, and hardest. And from what I, I realized, mainly, the difficulty changes the amount of bad guys and how aggressive they are. Yeah, I think they all still take the same amount of hits, right? Yeah, and they do respawn. That's another thing. That's brutal. So if you go back to an area, they come back. Now, the thing is, I don't believe the power-up respawns. <laughs> of course they don't. <laughs> yeah, you can only get the power-up the one time. But that's really, really, like, when you're playing the harder levels, it's when you have to do the farming techniques to, to like, a mastery. The thing with the respawning, though, it gets hard when later levels start to all look the same, certain parts. Mm-hmm. And, like, in Doom, for example, it's a totally, it's not like a top-down, you know, it's a totally first-person shooter. It's a bit different, but you had, like, a body trail Kind of like your your breadcrumbs, Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could see where you've been. Where in in this game, it's hard to tell. Like, have I been here? Because the guys respawn, and there's no sign that you've been there. Generally. And in some levels, like it really is maze-like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which we'll we'll get to that as well. But also, there's no time. Uh, Mission 2 has, like, kind of that um, Metroid ending escape time limit deal. Yeah, it does. Like, after you end up getting the last little piece of the objective, you got to, like, run out real quick. So that's one nuance with that. But generally, there's no time. And that level isn't too big, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I was expecting, like, a later level where it's a lot more complex for it to do it again, and it never did. That would have been cool, though. That's where you can make an awesome hack. Yeah, it would be fucking brutal. <laughs> make, like, a, a wicked one. And the lives, you can select one to five lives, um, which is great. And there's not infinite continues, but there's, like, a shit ton. I actually had to see how many there were because I was like, geez, I, I just wanted to see. I think there's, like... It's, like, close to 10, probably. Jeez, okay. I didn't even get close to that. Yeah, they, they give you a lot of leniency in this game, too. I mean, that's good, though, because it makes it, yeah. you know, gives it more replayability. 
And if you want to make it harder, you can, you know? Exactly. Just make it a challenge if you want to. If you don't want to, just put it in hardest mode with one life. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And what's what's funny is, so there's characters from the film that are put into the story graphically. So, like, Kurtwood Smith, um, who's in Rambo, Rambo 3, he plays, like, Clarence Boddicker in RoboCop. Yeah. And Red Foreman. <laughs> he gives you a briefing at the beginning. It's so awesome seeing little Red Foreman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can tell it's him, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. What's weird is Rutger Hauer who is like the replicant baddie in Blade Runner and the hobo and hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird because he's a secret agent prisoner that you rescue in Mission 2, which we'll get to, but he's not in the Rambo 3 film, so that's like the the what-the-fuck moment where he's (laughs) actually referenced on IMDb with this game, but he's not even in the film but his image is in this game. How fucked up is that? It's crazy that they have an actor and what was that like a deleted scene or something from Rambo Theory? I don't think so. I don't think he was ever, ever even remotely close to the set <laughs> when they filmed Rambo Theory. <laughs> he wasn't near the set, but he's in the game. Yeah, so for some reason, he's in the game. Weird. And it's funny because Colonel Troutman, mm-hmm. his face is never shown. So the guy. That you're actually playing the game to rescue isn't even in the game. And some other guy that's not even in the movie is. Classics. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fucking crazy shit, dude. I know. It's like, what? It's a little trivia questions right there, man. <laughs> yeah, because people on the forums were like, dude, that's, that's Rutger Hauer. Because I saw him. I'm like, that's fucking weird that's him all right though it definitely was him like i thought he yeah like i i probably haven't seen rambo 3 the movie in a long time because i just assumed that he was in the movie (laughs) right which you would right it's like yeah like normal common sense would tell you everything in the game is probably in the movie they probably took it right out of the out of the movie but for me that was one that i watched a lot with my dad and i was like rucker howard i saw him for the first time in blade runner so that's weird so i Looked it up and peeped. There's like forums about it. Because the thing with Genesis, the graphics were good enough to now you could tell, like, okay, that's really, that's that guy. I mean, obviously, right? Well, the interesting thing is, is that they probably took the screens out of the movie, out of Rambo 3, to get a lot of, like, the Red Foreman stuff and everything, and they just, like, <laughs> pixelated it into 16 bit. I yeah. wonder where they got the Rutger Hauer scene from. I know. It's like, that would be a cool like interview for the maker <laughs> or whoever. A good yeah, interview like, question though. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, you crazy fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, and why not put Troutman's face in there? Like, is that a, a cost that you just? I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> it might not might have just not looked good on the system or something too. Yeah, never know. <laughs> it's really bizarre. <laughs> Fucking weird. I love it bizarre world (laughs) (laughs) but um the controls are like really good though you know what i mean very good yeah and like so you probably just played it on your sega yeah on a crt like normal style yeah so i did a couple different ways actually nice i played on my raspberry pi cart um you know and and the xbox coin ops like my emulation ones just to see how it would control. And it still controls great. So my Xbox is on a CRT. Raspberry Pi is on HD. 
on a giant screen, which is amazing looking. And then um, I also got a Sega Nomad modified by my buddy Dirk. Oh, yeah. And so the, there's an LCD screen on the Sega Nomad, and he put a rechargeable battery, and I have an EverDrive in it. <laughs> so I was playing it on that. <laughs> so it's like the tiny screen, and it still is surprisingly very playable on the tiny screen. Like, and it's amazing. That tiny screen, we talked about it, um, it was a while back, but how you're like on top of it instead of underneath it. Yeah. As far as size size advantage goes, I think being on top of it, it's better for like shooters and shoot 'em ups and, you know, these kind of just like your shooter running guns. Yeah. Whereas like the platformer, you want some distance. It's like you can see everything at once and you kind of need that with these games. Yeah. Was a platformer you're going left to right, so it's like segmented, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, and it's interesting too. It's just like I remember back in the day with the um with the Nomad. Like, I always wanted it as a kid and never got it. And then later on, I got it. Like, you know, much later when I start collecting, and it just eats battery so fast that it was never usable. And now that it's a rechargeable battery, it's like fucking amazing. Yeah, that was always the the big issue that it was and back in the day it was just like a money eater yeah you know now it's literally just like a any new portable system it's just you just recharge the battery and you can play fucking genesis forever and that was always the bullshit back in the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) she had to like carry it all with you too so this makes me want to get a battery mod for like all my portable classic portable systems now yeah i mean that would be ideal no reason not to at this point and yeah like Stuff like the Game Boy getting a screen mod and fucking and a uh, battery mod. So like the, having the Genesis and be able to just play Rambo Three on the fucking on the road now. <laughs> That's what I love about it too. Where it's it's not a huge jaunt. It's a pick up and play. It is, you know. And the better you get through practice, you can screw around with all the options and just like never run out of some new like way to play it. And, and, I mean, the, the key with it is it's not like the game's easy because you literally die from one hit. Yeah, yeah. You you can really get taken out quickly. It just feels like the speed of how you move and the frequency of how you shoot is, like, perfect to where you're in complete control and you feel like you can make progress and you're kind of a badass. And this is one game where you can stay back and kind of pick off people, but the fact Hell that yeah. they respawn... It lends itself to, like, fast progression, which this game is really, like, a speedrunner's dream. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because in the later levels, I found you can just keep running, and as long as you're moving, no one's going to touch you. Oh, yeah. And and once you figure out the um, patterns of the enemies, it, it really makes it satisfying to do that, too. Just run through and fucking destroy the world. <laughs> Which there's not that many variants of enemies, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's really not. Your main soldier guy, he's everywhere. <laughs> like, throughout the six levels, like, the real variety comes from, like, the level layouts and the mazes and the random-ass spots where you have to, like, blow up a wall to get through. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, little missions... Yeah. So I guess we should we could start at the very beginning. These won't take very long to get through it all. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, the first level is like your jungle style classic outdoors level. I just destroy and infiltrate. Like I said, check out those trucks. The guys jump out, shank those motherfuckers, get your free stuff. 
and and there's like the classic um wall that kind of reminds me of like the end level in Contra, but now it's in a top down perspective and they're shooting you from above, like the little wall. Ooh, yeah, I definitely thought of that too when I saw that. Hell yeah, <laughs> and that's like a really quick level though, because that's it. It's like almost just one screen. It's really fucking fast, and I—I I mean, if you take your time, you can spend some time just farming guys. And the thing with the army trucks too, you can do this from this point going forward, mm-hmm. and just stab them as they jump out. This kind of reminds me of the, of the first level in Command and Conquer, the original, where there's like two little guys you got to kill, and that's it. It's just kind of like this is an intro, the intro level. I mean, shoot 'em ups do that a lot too, where the first level is kind of a, kind of like a. Dip your toes in a little bit, get your feet wet. Which, I mean, it should be. I mean, honestly. And just to get you into the game, so you're like, geez. Like Sky Shark, a lot of people mm-hmm. say that game starts out too difficult, so they never, you know, get into it because it's, like, aggressive from, from like, right away. But, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Japanese people like their shit hard, so. But also, bomb the towers, and as Jeff had mentioned before, you get the power-ups. So those two towers, if you bomb them, you'll get more bombs. And they kind of teach you that you need to right at the beginning, because if you don't, with the wall plus the two towers right near the end, like they'll pick you off because there's too many bullets on the screen. Yeah, like the towers flank the wall, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. You're like traveling north, so you take out the two towers, and then you can just pick off the... Or you can bomb the wall. That's what the speedrunners, they bomb like tons of shit just to take it out real quick. Mm-hmm. But you can also just sit there and pick it off too, which is cool that there's choices. I saw a few people I was watching online use those, uh, the actual bow and arrow, like really awesome. It's pretty badass. That's how I uh, would take them out is with the bow and arrow, but I was definitely not badass when I did it. Yeah, I was like, damn, this guy's played a lot. Yeah, you can tell when someone... It's like us playing Mario 3, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or Mario World, where it's just like, jeez. So, the, yeah, the, the first level, that's it. And then once you get past, like, the Contra-looking boss dude, then you go into that first-person battle. Yeah, this one's a Soviet helicopter. It's really fast. Take his ass out in seconds. So, like... <laughs> Wait for him to shoot, take him out, you know. He'll have a good two or three seconds before he can shoot again, so you should be able to get a good charge going. And I think I was playing in normal mode, and I literally just held the button and charged immediately once I went into first-person mode, and I shot him and killed him before he could shoot. I think in harder difficulties, he'll shoot faster, though. Yeah, yeah, he's more aggressive, I believe. And getting better at the game, you realize how slow... Playing on normal would be once you played it like, you know, 10 or 20 times. Now you want a a challenge. You want it to be faster. So it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So then you have mission two, which basically you have to like rescue the POWs. And the big thing is you have to rescue the secret agent prisoner, which is Rucker Hauer, as we mentioned. Yeah, which, which is crazy too, because I think my first playthrough, I ended up rescuing him like almost first. On accident. Nice. <laughs> so it was like, it's like really fast. And then all of a sudden I had to like find my way. At, but like subsequent, like there's like a little path that you take that kind of it leads you through. Here you can kind of see the limitation of the graphics where everything kind of copy and paste. 
it looks the same. It's homogenized. But I think that's the point because it's a maze. So it's like mm-hmm. supposed to be like you're not supposed to know where you've been kind of it's that's the thing with that well and they wanted to throw in there a lot of like prisoners that you could save that aren't the right one but like then you have someone like me who randomly stumbles upon the correct one first because i kind of anticipate that oh it's not going to be this easy one let me go over here (laughs) and the key with rescuing all the other prisoners they all give you power-ups ammo power-ups yes so you're going to be like jack to the gills (laughs) with guns and all sorts of fun Jacked. <laughs> so vascular. Vascular. <laughs> Striations. <laughs> so yeah. Look at his veins. <laughs> and and that's the one uh, in mission two where you have like a little time part at the end. Yeah. It's once you um it's once you save Rutger, then it it starts to count down. So the um Strategy would be save everyone else and get all the power ups and then save him last. Like exactly. Once you played it through and you know like what's coming, and you have like you have plenty of time to escape too. That's the other thing too. It's not like crazy hard, um, and that's the one thing too where once you played this game one time, you have like a considerable advantage against your previous self playing it because <laughs> you know where everything is can split your split your time in half to where you play it and then like exponentially get faster and better and more efficient and that's where it gets fun though you know hell yeah hell yeah hell that's where it's like you feel like you're kicking ass you're flowing through it that's the beauty of video games like and i I would say that is the Probably the best part of Rambo 3 is that it's very satisfying to play. Yeah. Which goes into, like, the sound effects even make it sound satisfying as you kill the enemies and the sounds they make when they die and everything. Super loud, like, everything's real pronounced. and Hell yeah. Just like the movie. (laughs) It has that Genesis, like, crassness to it, you know? Actually, like, this would be one of those games that I would say defines like Sega in the 16-bit era. I say so. Absolutely. Like, that's just the style. Like, if you think Sega Genesis, Genesis does, like, you're blowing up shit and running around stabbing people and explosions and the music and... Yeah, music's great. It's just so quality. Man. Exactly. Now, Mission 3... Now, now there's there's no boss at the end of that one, right? Because it's right. the time limit. Yeah. Exactly. And then Mission 3 is a lot like Mission 1 Extended. It's your jungle outdoor level, except it's enhanced. You know, mm-hmm. destroy and in- infiltrate, bomb the towers to get more power-ups. That's, that's it. Like Bomb the towers to get more power. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wrong, wrong action movie. Sorry. <laughs> Reverb's coming on. Reverb! My friend. <laughs> Reverb, my friend. In my friend, in my friend. Reverb, in my friend. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> With Mission 3, it's a tank, right? Just a solo tank? I don't think... Was there ever a time when there was more than one? I think later on... Maybe two tanks or something. It gets... Yeah, they keep adding stuff on later on, but... Yeah, at the end of Mission 3, you have, like, another fight... He's easy, you know. 
Those fights are pretty easy, the first-person shooters. They're pretty damn satisfying, though, because it really does remind me of when he does it in the movie. Yeah, they're fun. Mm-hmm. And it's a change in pace. And it's not like... If the whole game was like that, which is actually... That's what the Taito arcade game is, is it is basically that first-person mode. It kind of gets a little, like, to me, boring. But, like, doing it as a boss fight real fast is satisfying as shit. It's amazing. Yeah, like, they really figured out how to, like, intersperse stuff in this game. Yeah. Like, breaks up the monotony and makes it an overall, like, full, complete experience. Yeah, because even each mission kind of, like, flips it around. Like, mission four, you have to get 100% destruction rate in this mission. Yes! Like, like just bombing shit and blowing up, like, little stuff. It's fun. Yeah, and the thing is, there's actually more than 100% of shit to bomb. Oh, yeah, like, way more. Yeah, so, again, they're, like, lenient. I, I bet when you play it on hard or very hard, I haven't tried it, but it makes me wonder if they, uh... The lower the percentage that you get from using the explosions? They probably do, though. That would make sense. That'd be an easy way to scale it. Yeah. And, um... Basically, though, everything looks the same. So I'd say this is probably the hardest level in the game. Everything looks the same. Guys are coming at you like crazy. It's like a rat in a maze. The enemies respawn, as I mentioned. So it's tough to tell, like, where you've been. Again, because, like, there's no bodies, you don't have your trail of bloody breadcrumbs to follow, you know? (laughs) Like, I personally didn't have much trouble with the level, but it may have just been that I was kind of lucky finding the right path and just finding the shit to blow up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be too bad. You You might die, like, a few times, but this one's the hardest... For me, just because everything looks the same, so you like retrace your steps a lot. Once you get the the layout, your second time playing or third time playing, then it's like not so bad. You kind of this is one of those levels where you kind of have to get your own like path where you want to go and do that each time, you know. Because you'll get in the one place you have to blow up, you know, some part of the base. Well, like with most of these maze. With most of these maze-style games, I tend to, like, hug a wall and, like, stay on the right side or something. Like, where it's kind of like how I play a Legend of Zelda game, too, where I'll just stay on one route to not get lost. Mm. And I think doing that, like, this game, I find the exits pretty fast. Because, <laughs> like, just the way that I scale a top-down game was, like, just happened to be the correct path in Rambo 3. Because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different paths in this level, that you can go. Yeah. And there's a cool effect when the automated doors, the different sections open, they open vertically, Doom style. Yeah. So there's like a sweet shadowing graphical effect. I thought that was neat. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Like when all the little doors, and that's what kind of gets a little crazy too because there's definitely a few uh, red herring sections. They do it well. I think the levels, it's the best design in the game. If you ask me. And the most confusing. <laughs> Which it should be. Like that's that's the thing where it compensates for the graphics not being so diverse. Yeah. Because they're trying to make it like a maze. Well, and this was an early Genesis release. Eighty nine, so it was like super early. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know you know, if you think about it in perspective, like 
This is two years before the Super Nintendo was released. <laughs> yeah, it does have that crudeness, though, with the sound effects and the, the music, too. Yeah. Which actually adds to the classic feel. And for Mission 5, I just ran to the right and upward. Really, just keep. <laughs> I just kept running. There's like an enemy respawn gauntlet at the very end. Yeah, I think I kind of did the same thing in 5. I kind of just blew through it. Yeah, when I fought the the boss at the end, like it's pretty much like that gauntlet where guys keep coming out of the garage doors. Yep. I just stayed in the middle and then ran left and right repeatedly and just took everyone out as they came. So yeah, I think I used most mostly machine gun. Yeah, me too. Yeah, interesting. It reminded me of like Smash TV. I'm Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was still cool though. <laughs> I'd boil up for a dollar. <laughs> and then Mission 6, again, like, run, dodge, and weave, baby, you know? Once you find the railroad tracks later in the level, just follow them north. That's the key. Then Colonel Troutman is just to the left of the exit in, like, a little mm-hmm. cell. And so just look for those railroad tracks. Just keep running, though, because the guys won't catch you. It's kind of that whole, like, Ninja Gaiden thing where as long as you're moving... And, you know, taking out guys as you're going, you're pretty much untouchable. It's it's yeah. it's when you, like, um, hesitate, you know? That's when you you fuck yourself up. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta trust your skills. So, all in all, I, this game is, like, great, in my opinion. I, I almost wish it was longer. Well, yeah, that's always the thing, is, like, <laughs> if they would have made it longer, people, some people would have complained that it's too difficult, there's too much to it, where this one is such a fast romp. Um, it just, I mean, it really is ar- Sega Arcade style. Which is good in that way, though, because it's pick up and play, you know? And it's completely conducive with the whole Sega mindset during the late 80s. Because, like, they released a lot of arcade games back then, and this is before they kind of found their footing as a console developer. Like, they literally, like, with the Master System and, you know, the SG-1000 before it, and then, like, this early Genesis Mega Drive stuff, it was it was really, like, arcade style. And they didn't jump into the whole console needs its own experience as much yet. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of like Sonic was the big flagship for the home console and the mascot and all that. But before that, you had your packing was Altered Beast and what's Altered Beast a classic arcade game, right? Exactly. And yeah. You know, this is a a port of their arcade style game that Taito did, but then it's like Sega took it, took the first-person spots, and then added, you know, the whole top-down awesomeness, and it's freaking awesome. It's just like the, it's just like a little treat that really they never replicated quite like this again. Right, and all fronts are quality, you know. Like, yeah, some some games have a good quality part, and then they miss on something else. But all aspects of this are well done. I would say almost like an NES comparative game, besides for Guerrilla War, obviously. But I would say like Jackal, almost. Like, just how it plays. And there's the POWs that you that you save. 
And it's way different than the actual Jackal arcade game, too. Because you have your little bosses at the end of each level in Jackal, where it's kind of like, almost like the, like Rambo does the first person, but it's still like big-ass bosses that you're fighting, but you fight it in the top-down mode, which is cool. It's kind of like, if you like this game, you'll probably like that game, right? Like, exactly. And you know, as you mentioned, the freaking Rambo game on Nintendo is terrible. Ugh. It's, I just want to like it so bad, but it's... Uh... Mm-mm. You can't even... No. <laughs> it's too convoluted, and basically, if you're playing Rambo, it's just like this game should do. They give you four weapons from the outset to use. In the the NES one, they just give you a little knife, and then you slowly but surely have to, like, collect things. Yeah. That's not Rambo. Rambo's a badass. Give him a fucking gun. Like, give him a bunch of things. Literally what you get in this game, having not only a machine gun, but the knife, and your bow, and bombs, like, that's, like, perfect. Yeah, like, it was that easy, though. Yeah, that's what my my dad couldn't get over with the NES one. He's like, how did they fuck up Rambo? Well, exactly is. Like, you can't limit the badass. Like, all you do is you give it to him, and then you allow the option to do stealth kills because first fucking first blood, he, he's stealth killing everybody. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, either remake something like your Contra. Yeah. Like, either create something like Contra where it's like a side-scrolling and you just destroy everything in your path with tons of cool weapons or make it like a jackal like your rambo 3 i mean literally somebody could do a a sprite hack of jackal and change the fucking jeeps to rambo <laughs> and you just run through yeah it'd be awesome actually mm-hmm. and you save the guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah or 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 what's cool with that game too though it like drew you in more Mm-hmm. Because there's an, it feels like you're really saving people. Yeah, yeah, and then like the helicopter leaves and save them. Yeah, and he like flies down the screen and it looks all badass. Konami just knew how to. They were just awesome, man. Yeah, why well, couldn't Konami have done the Rambo NES game? Damn it! <sighs> right? <laughs> Jesus, fuck, man. That's another cool like homebrew that could be. You know, one day if someone had the right idea and just call it something else. You know, call it. Worst blood. (laughs) (laughs) Worst blood. (laughs) And with that, I think we're fucking good. Yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, what grade? What do you think? Bullshit grade for Rambo 3 on the Sega Genesis. Well, I would give it an A-, except that you can uh, fiddle with the options, so that way I have to give it an A, I mean... Yeah, I mean, so, I honestly don't have any gripes with the game, except for the length. I would just say that, you know, it's an it's an AA minus game for sure. Like, I don't know where I would drop it down. Maybe just the repetitiveness of the level layouts. That would be give it the A minus. Maybe even, maybe even B plus territory. Maybe. Yeah, like... W- even though they they like lent themselves to the maze, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's kind of like how ECW used its weakness as a strength. And they, yeah, they took the limitations and added that too. And I mean, the one thing we also didn't mention too is that you know there's a score, so you can try to up and better your score every sub- subsequent playthrough. And with the lives, you can set it to one and have a no death run. Exactly. And if you die, you gotta start it over. Amazing. 
Yeah. Great ideas. Yeah, I would say that that puts a bow on freaking Rambo 3, and it's excellent. Excellent fucking game. Perfect. Yeah, we got it done. Over and out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. So we also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo! And this? What does this work? It's a blue light. What does it do? It turns blue. I see. Say, John. Fuck him.